This is exactly right. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to our podcast. Hi. Hi, I'm Chris Fairbanks. I'm Karen Kilgariff. We are leaving from uh, Ogden Drive in West Hollywood in my 2008 Honda Accord. So we've decided to do a podcast in our car Mm -hmm. where we will go to and from the airport to pick up comedian friends and acquaintances. And performers, maybe enemies. That, That would be a very special episode is if we pick up an enemy and drive them to their gig. Right, some, like their... one of our nemesis. Yes. Nemesi. Nemesis. Someone we know with That's... a goatee <laughs> and uh, some sort of a flat hat that makes them sinister. <gasps> you hate Greg Fitzsimmons? When you exhaled, I thought that we were going to hit either an animal <laughs> or T-bone a car. <laughs> and this is what a podcast in a car is going to be like. I'm on edge yep. in a car in general. Because Your lane's ending. It is ending, and this... There's a free couch. There's there's, <laughs> there's a helicopter. It's LA, baby. See, that's what our podcast is going to be. <laughs> you can't see the things that we're going to list, but our podcast <laughs> is a list. It's basically a podcast of Ob- I spy objects, <laughs> and it, and it's a it's an act of faith because we could be not really naming things that are there. You just have to believe that you, we saw a couch. Yeah. We're not lying. It was it was a couch. It's believable that there would be a couch on the side of the street here at Gardner and Fountain. Yep, I think very believable. We're going to do periodic <laughs> intersection updates. I think people would like that because then they can see it in their minds, especially natives mm-hmm. um, who are into, you know, traffic podcasting. They'd be like, yeah, they're at Vista and Fountain. I've, my apartment used to be there. That sparks stories that I have in my own head about that intersection. <laughs> this is so interactive, they'll say. Yes, they'll say, I'm going to have a... a podcast going on at the same time in my brain while I listen to their bullshit of my own bullshit. Right. We're, of course, talking about crazy people. <laughs> and people with more than one personality. I am nervous. I'm less nervous driving, but I'm nervous in a vehicle now because I, three weeks ago, was in what I believe to be a horrific car accident. I guess horrific means you have to have broken bones at least, but I nope. think I have a cracked rib. For real? Oh, my rib is worse than it was uh, last week. Oh. It's not supposed to get worse. No, that's very true. That's terrible. And and uh, I saw the pictures. I think horrific is the perfect word. I don't need to go up there, right? 
Is that because you also have a Honda Fit and I was in a Honda Fit that yes. was crushed? Very well. The best was Chris was telling me about this terrible car accident, and then he starts talking about his girlfriend's car and going, "This little piece of shit that you know crunched up like a coke can." And then I look at the picture and it's the same it's car. The I same drive. color, everything, <laughs> the exact same model. There's a bumper sticker of my initials on the back. Why? <laughs> Just to scare me? Well, it worked. I'm I honestly sure. want to get rid of that car now. I think you should after. The airbags didn't deploy. Oh. Have we said what the car is? I don't want a lawsuit. Because uh, I loved my Honda Accord. Yes. No, Hondas are good cars. But this is like... You know what it is? It's almost like a starter car. It's like... Um, you know, it's a it's a Geo Metro version. It's just a Honda. So it's But it's their, it's their cheapest car. The I fit? Think. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not what you want to be rear-ended at 45 miles an hour while no. at a standstill. No. Travel. I, we were at a light and some uninsured texter. I oh, assume he was. Goddamn texters. Well, I, I know we would have launched out the windows, well, at least one of the windows. I suppose it, parts of our bodies could have launched out of separate windows. If but what? If you didn't have If your we seat weren't belt? wearing seatbelts, oh. which I believe is why my rib is cracked. Oh. I blame the seatbelt, but I also give it credit for not letting me die. You have a very complex relationship with seatbelts now. Yeah, yeah, it's a give, It's always a relationship of give and take. Please wear your seatbelts, by the way, everybody, even if you don't like it. I think Chris's experience is yeah. a perfect example of why you should always wear a seatbelt. Um, please, please wait your turn on left turns when you're on Fountain and We're going to have uh, a lot of those just tips from yeah. a... Also, call before you dig. <laughs> um, if you're and in if your you yard, see something, say something. You've got to, <laughs> any touch can be a bad touch. <laughs> Is that one? Well, they come, utilities come and mark underground power lines or gas. That's right. There's you so there's so much risk around us. Needless outages, possible explosions. Uh, when you think you've turned the. Uh, the oven on all the way, but it's just gas leaking. Yeah. And then you want to have a nice cigarette in the kitchen. And you're wondering why your head is in the oven. There's, <laughs> these are all things that, we'll just tell you. Yeah, that you're at risk for. Yeah. And to and about. We are now at a sunset, and we are going to Burbank to hopefully pick up a comedian if we recognize someone. That yeah, we're gonna drive around and see because we didn't really we book. didn't really lock anything down. We don't have a guest. We didn't booked. book anybody, but there's so many people traveling. We figured we'd just go to the Burbank Airport to see who's there. Yeah, maybe a guy who's clearly a magician or an entertainer. That's right. A, a man in a top hat could be waiting by yes. the luggage area. Holding a bamboo cane that he uses to be pulled off stage in the Catskills. Someone that's clearly an entertainer. I've never heard of magicians being given the hook off stage. Bob Hope Airport, all it's just magicians <laughs> flying in and out. That's their hub, mm -hmm. if you will. Anyone who does USO tour work goes in and out of the Bob Hope War Memorial Airport. Museum. Or I guess people that live in the area. I guess people do live in that area. Hey, want to hear a really good story about me at the Bob Hope Airport that's, last weekend? That's why we're podcasting. Hi! Real good stories told with the windows down. So, uh, I went to Sketchfest last weekend. Yeah, how was it? It was super fun. Really good. Really great shows. Um... I, get, I was bummed because we missed the party. Uh, the second show I did at the Punchline went until almost 2 in the morning. Okay. And there was a, some kind of a last party, but I didn't get to go. 
which I was sad about because I do enjoy a festival party much more than regular life parties. Yes, Anyhow, yes. They're always more fun. Anyhow, on my way up, I saw a man named Owen Burke in the airport who I've worked with. He's a hilarious man, improviser. I think he's one of the founding people from UCB. And uh, so he and I are talking, and I look over his shoulder, and Gene Simmons is walking toward us. And, like, you could spot him anywhere because his hair, his hair looks like... Um, like one of those Halloween wigs that cost two dollars. Like right. that it's it looks like it's polyester but then it's been shaped into like a helmet. Yeah, or like in a cartoon if something bad electrically happens. Um yeah. like with a toaster, that's what his hair looks like. Cartoon electrocuted hair. Yes. He also looks like do you ever watch um Brendan Small's cartoon Megalock? Uh, Metalocalypse. I do watch Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. Only because of how much I like to say it with ease and without any fear of having. I said it wrong. We both said it wrong. Yes. Metalocalypse. I put a couple extra G's in there, but uh, there's a character on that. The guy with the with the mustache. Right. Right. That's exactly what Gene Simmons looks like, except for his hair is dyed black. So you see this guy coming from miles away if you're Mm -hmm. if you're a sharp-eyed gal like me. Yes. So I see him coming, and so I'm just saying to Owen, Owen's telling me a story, and meanwhile I'm going, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, like that. And he, he does thought it. that it was a mouth exercise. Uh, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I was warming uh, up for my weekend. Shit. I do improv, too. <laughs> I usually say carrots, potatoes. <laughs> I love New York. I need New York. So, uh, I think Gene Simmons saw me doing it. So he had this look on his face like, you're welcome, type of thing. <laughs> and he came up and he's like, you guys are standing in the middle. And then Owen turned around and saw that it was Gene Simmons. And we both stood there and just stared at him because he's one of those people. He's that's a striking like, figure. Yes. And he, yeah. Instills he's, fear. He's, he's scary looking. He's crazy looking. He's got metalocalypse hair. It's crazy. He and was then, at the improv one night, and I, I met him as well. He said I, I, I was a handsome and powerful man. That's, oh. That's what he left me with, and then left the building. <laughs> Straight out the roof? <laughs> Just like a sinister superhero, he slid up a fireman's pole and out of my life. You're a powerful... What did he say? Powerful and what? You're handsome? a handsome and powerful man. Oh, that's kind of awesome. And then he turned to Michelle Balloon party I was at last night. She's a friend of mine who's leaving. And he said, I'm not sure what you do, but I'm sure you do it well. He just made us feel good. That's nice. And he knows he can. Like, I didn't think I cared about Gene Simmons or Kiss. Right. And when he walked away from us, so he said, you guys are standing in the middle. And then he said, I want to hang out in the middle with you guys. And we both started laughing. Was that innuendo? I'm not sure. If it was, that's the, exactly the kind that gets lost on me. You right. have to be a little bit more direct than that. I didn't even get it when he was saying, let's, let's put the X in sex. <laughs> that went over my head. You were like, yeah, it's called spelling. Yeah, of course. What's, that's Why not flirting. are all of Kiss's songs about grammar? <laughs> or rocks. Yeah. Uh, so, what was the... Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. What, after that... Yeah, I guess after that, nothing, really. And he just still had wiry hair, and he was out of your life? Oh, the reason I brought it up was because maybe that's the kind of potential star sighting that we right. will have at the Burbank Airport. And we will ask, do you need a ride? <laughs> Is that the name of our podcast, by the way? We haven't named it. Uh, yeah, I think it should be. Do, do you, you need, need a ride? ride? Hey, Mac. Should we put, hey, Mac? Who's Mac? Mac, like, well, just anybody? Like someone said, 
back in the fifties. Okay, it was a bad it was a bad idea. How about <laughs> I didn't mean to negate you. <laughs> no. Do you need a ride is probably gonna be the name of our podcast. Yeah, I feel like if we start giving actual names it's gonna confuse people. Yeah, that everyone like, is oh, named I'm, Mac. My name isn't Mac, I can't get a ride. That bullshit. All you need to be is a comedian that's either leaving town to go do a gig or coming back from a gig. We will pick you up from either the Burbank or Los Angeles airport. We cannot go to John Wayne. It's it's unrealistic. Right. Is that Macklemore? Let's ask In him. that BMW? Let's ask... No. 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 He does... He, the back was filled with kneeboards. <laughs> That's a specific lyric. Because he, he went to buy a kneeboard and then he bought a kneeboard. I think he bought a keyboard and then he bought a kneeboard. Either way. Oh, I on. always thought he, he was saying keyboard twice. What is a kneeboard? I think a kneeboard that's behind a boat. It's kind of obsolete. Oh. You would find it at a thrift store. They, they're I bad see. for your back. You take all the. Uh, I've done a little behind the boat action sports. <laughs> and with a kneeboard, all the that's impact. That's your other podcast. Yeah, it's in your spine. So you're on your knees, and they are bent. So you're sitting on your ankles. Uh huh. And so all the impact when you catch air, and I caught some air on a kneeboard in my life. It goes straight to your spine. It's a flawed sport, so uh, you find those things at uh, thrift stores, and then you wrap so about it. So that poor people can, can ruin yeah. their spines. Yeah. That's you don't have much going for you. You're looking for a cheap used shirt that already has BO in it. How about some scoliosis? Do you like Spuds McKenzie? Do you hate your spine? So you're going to love this towel with a stain on it and your, your morning pain. Back when I was in college, though... And you, if you stay to the left, we don't have to get on the freeway. Just okay, go this just is the road that I was rear-ended on. Okay, let's just work through it. It's just okay. talk about your feelings. I'm glad we're not in your Honda Fit. Yes, me too. I'm going uphill rather than downhill. Yes. And I am. I am will drive aggressively. I'm not. Is that the answer, though? I it, mean, I I'd rather be the one rear-ending than get rear-ended. So I don't know. I feel like that's the wrong attitude. I'm going to drive like a goddamn <laughs> lunatic because I don't want to get hurt. This is exactly what's wrong with everyone in America. <laughs> If, if someone's going to get hurt, it's not going to be me. It's going to be someone else. <laughs> I'm going to do the hurting, and that's going to solve my problem. See? Sound, yeah, we sound like Republicans. It, <laughs> it simply doesn't make sense. I've been hurt, so now I'm going to hurt you. I wrote on a keyboard. Now I want to buy a keyboard. <laughs> Wait. Ah, shit. Ah. Keyboards. I drive on this strip of uh, road a lot. And there was a time where I had a lot of anxiety about driving myself. As you know, I have epilepsy. This is right where it happened. Really? Right That's here? the glass. Yep. Are you serious? There we Still go. there? I feel okay. What part of, part of your body is tense right now? <laughs> Mainly my ribs, which are cracked. <laughs> which there's nothing you can do uh, about that. That's just a physical aftermath. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I'm not even playing it up. It is hard to drive by that spot. I bet it is. That yeah, was scary. Yeah. It was a scary night. Very confusing. I was in shock. That's huge. The police did not come. Because you have to die for the police he to come said, to a car accident? is anyone dead, sir? And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm, we're okay, I think. Sorry, we're not coming. You have to say that, oh, there's a bone sticking out of my neck. That's what, they, they only will come if you are injured. Wow. But then don't they need a police report for insurance? That's why we had to get a accidente lawyer. Oh, accidente. So that puts you through a routine process where they just 
you know, put you through this insurance machine of seeing a doctor who doesn't really look at your x-rays, send you to a physical therapist who thinks, they just think that you're working the system. Oh. When really, I want to know if my ribs are broken. Yes, that would be good information. They're to still have. hurting. <laughs> when I press on them, I make the sounds of a cat, a scared cat. Oh. It's just a high squeak. And uh, I'm just going to squeeze by that guy. That made all of us nervous. <laughs> I trust you. But you know, you have to remember that strip of road, that whole feeling that you have. Yeah. It's very in- interesting information to me. I learned from my therapist the brain doesn't know time. So when you go past a thing like that, your brain, when it remembers it, it remembers it like it just happened. It's not like it knows that it happened three weeks ago. So your brain, like when it sends back all the memories and the messages and stuff like that, it's it's as if it's either going to happen now or that it just happened. It felt the feeling in my head was a fresh feeling. Yes. But I know that my brain is conscious of time passing and that it was three weeks ago. No, that's what I'm here to tell you is you don't understand time. I am... I'm in a constant state of continual being. Yes, you. Uh, it is not unlike Groundhog's Day, the film, um, except for just your scenery changes a lot more. That's why there's been this song in my head. <laughs> That's why I use a clock radio. Well, I am going. Are we to, getting pulled over? No, I'm going to signal and pull. I don't know what the siren means, but it makes me nervous. That's right. Hopefully, they're helping someone that was in an accident. Now they're going to come up over this hill. Oh, we, oh, I hope. We rolled up the windows for sound purposes. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good idea. That was a fire truck. Um, Everybody. You never know what that, they're always first to respond. Wait, look at that, look at that billboard. Maybe someone didn't call before they did. I know. <laughs> did I really die? Did I really die? Resurrection ABC? Oh. If there's any billboard uh, that has bothered me the most, other than... Uh, half the movies that like Frozen. Uh, that one since the accident, I don't like seeing that. Oh yeah, I really I don't like seeing that. Did I really die? I also don't like seeing the one with Greg Kinnear with raw meat on his face. Fucking Greg Kinnear, man! I'm done with him. I I'm guess done. I am too. I'm done. I I've used, had it. I I didn't know I was done until I saw he sticks raw meat on his face. <laughs> that's what you do if you have a black eye in a cartoon. Yes, that's from 1944. Go to a doctor. Uh, well, and also Greg character. Greg Kinnear. I heard a great story of him uh, when he worked with Harrison Ford on Sabrina. Mm-hmm. He went to Harrison Ford's trailer one day, and Harrison Ford, as everyone knows, is a big stoner. Oh. And wow. Harrison Ford said, "You want to smoke some pot?" And Greg Kinnear said, "I'm going to call the police." Greg Kinnear is like an old school like Republican Nazi square. You're uh, kidding. To the nth degree. This is what I heard. This is I love gossip and I'm happy to pass it on on this podcast. Rather than saying, oh my God, I'm going to get high with Indiana Jones. Right. He said, I'm going to call the police. I'll call the police. That weed belongs in a museum. <laughs> that's what he said after that. He said, I'll trade you that weed for this bag of sand that's the same weight. <laughs> Very gingerly. <laughs> then he got a darkness neck. <laughs> And that was Sabrina. <laughs> and that was the movie Sabrina. And there's Sabrina, everybody. <laughs> now we're coming down past the Oakwood Apartments, very famous uh, apartment complex for actors that go to Hollywood for a short stint. Really? Yeah, that's where everybody lives, like when they first get to town. I think it's a famous 
driveway to do a U-turn in when you give up on going up Barham. Yeah, that's right. Or if you're on your way to an audition at Warner Brothers and then you're like, why am I doing this? I'm never going to get this part. We're coming up near uh, Conan. I don't want to, I mean, I'm, I, my podcast, I can brag, but I was you on can. the Conan program. Let's say we can always three brag. Three weeks ago. Always brag. I just got to list some of my IMDb credits. Ah, right back at you, fuck nuts. <laughs> when I get mad in a car, I'm all of a sudden from New York. I've only spent a week there. In my life, accumulate But also, that car was going the other direction and not honking at you. He was four lanes away, but fuck him. <laughs> I don't want to hear your horn. Yeah, I get it. You got somewhere to be that's opposite direction of me. I <laughs> uh, left Conan. Like that's, Conan Bragg, yes. I was leaving Conan when I got rear-ended. I know I keep mentioning that. No, you can't. It's, this is all the relevant stuff is what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, traffic, mental illness. I just threw that in there. <laughs> Trauma. Oh, do you want to tell that story? Is that what you... Is oh, that no. like a segue? About last night? Yeah. Will you retell the plot of About Last Night, the wonderful <laughs> Rob Lowe film? Yeah, <laughs> I certainly will. Uh, or uh, the new one with Kevin Hart. If you notice that they're making a they new... They remade it? Yeah. About, about last, last Night? I believe so. Oh. Yeah. But still with Demi Moore, right? Oh, yes. Demi okay. Moore in blackface. I think it's kind of offensive. <laughs> well, that's not right. Yeah, it isn't right. Maybe for me to have even said... <laughs> We're getting very close to the Burbank Airport. Yes. Um, judging by how far away we are, I have exactly enough time to tell the story about last night. All right. I, I was at a party, Michelle Bloom, a friend of mine. I'm going to want to take a left. You're going to want to get over one lane okay, at least. Okay, I'm yeah. going to do that. All right. Um, Wait, now, when you said Michelle Balloon is going to leave again... She, her husband is a, a scientist. Right. Was saying that right? Uh -huh. And he got a fancy job in, uh, in uh, uh, Philly. Philly, Philadelphia. Oh, so they're and moving so she, there. Yeah, and they have a nice house, and uh, we were having a nice get-together in the backyard, and a man uh, approached the fence much in a home improvement style where we couldn't see his <laughs> eyes. He just presented his eyebrows uh, and held a bag of food over the edge and said, anyone want some french fries and a burger? I was hungry. I took this food from a stranger and started shoving it in my mouth. Red flag number one. Yeah. I could have been poisoned because the guy that came over looked like a murderer. Uh, he was a young kid. I could tell that just disheveled, uh, seemed upset, but he was smiling and trying to be nice. Oh. We let him go inside, have a drink. He sat down. Things were winding down for us. We were The party was coming to a close. And then he just starts arguing with me about skateboarding, whether or not I actually skateboarded. Because it was just uh, something that came up. And but then you don't, do you? I do skateboard quite a bit. You I, don't. Yes. This is how he was. You're just <laughs> like him. Do you have my same accent? He called me a lying son of a bitch. Oh. Uh, like, he it said that I stole shit. He immediately turned on you? And there was knives all over. There was ten knives. He could have stabbed me so many different ways because we were cutting cake and hot dogs and things, and so there's knives, so I start gathering the knives. Michelle's husband was like, hey, it might be time for you to go. And he's like, no, I'm not ready to go. Oh. I'm gonna stick around here for a bit. Hey, you know what, if you're at a party and someone says it's time for you to go, the only answer is, sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> not for him. It may, and then, I'm not ready to go. And then Suna came up, my, my girlfriend, she said, um, oh, you're sad, you're a sad man. And he, when someone's crazy and indeed sad, they do not want to hear that. No, apparently. no, no, no. So that's when he said, get her away from me and start calling her names. I'm like, am I going to fight this guy? But he seemed 
scary. I was very scared of him. He was yes. very big. A lot of people are bigger. Than he me. was big? He was a big kid. He lives next door with his 78-year-old parents. Oh. He went into the front of the house and he was drinking a soda. At this point, I'm like, should I vomit? I think he poisoned us. <laughs> uh, he would not leave. We kept telling him to leave. Michelle kept calling the cops. All these cops showed up. Tasers out. Uh. He was yelling at the cops. Said he was going to, this isn't over. This isn't over. Yelling at the house. I'm going to sue you. I don't know what his grounds were for suing us. For being a skateboard fraud. Yeah. He, I'm on his he's side. He's going to sue me. Really? <laughs> I swear to God, I've skateboarded since the 90s. <laughs> And it was so sad because his parents have dealt, he clearly was unstable. This wasn't just a bad night for him. His parents were elderly. His dad was a 80-year-old white-haired man that was on the porch, and they were just sad. Oh. And they said, please come in, mijo. And then the cops said, no, he can't come in. And uh. they arrested him, and they he was calling them motherfuckers and yelling at them. And uh, it was scary. He was a crazy person. Yeah. He, Who was in the same room as, I mean, Michelle's baby was asleep. He could oh. have, like, you know, that's what makes things scary is there's babies everywhere. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're surrounded by babies and crazy babies, people. There's babies you can't even see. There's a mentally ill man near a knife, and then 10 feet in the other direction, there might be a sleeping baby. A sleeping it's, baby. We live in a scary world. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of risk. Uh, I think it's probably the reason you shouldn't go bragging about all your skateboarding. I mean, I, it seems like you started it. Hey, I like to mix it up. <laughs> he said, what kind of trucks do you skate? And I'm like, well, different kinds. I don't believe you. You haven't picked a brand of truck. Oh. Hey, I like to. I like different brands of things. I don't stick with a brand Again, like that. Again, I just feel like you could have answered. I should have given were... him what he wanted. <laughs> I should have just said, you're right. S say Vans. Uh, yeah, Vans, everything Vans. Vans, OP. <laughs> I wear a lot of Ocean Pacific. <laughs> yes, of course. Because <laughs> time is irrelevant. Google and... car. Oh. Yes, that's a good you sighting. Think we made it on a map? Maybe. We are, That's so weird. I've never seen one of those before. We're close to the Burbank Airport. Yeah, we're getting close. I can't wait to see what comedian is waiting curbside. Oh my God. If somebody actually is there, I will go insane. Someone is getting in this car. You think so? I don't know. I'm on edge. I feel like everyone's <laughs> crazy in there. Wait, that's what I was going to ask you. When that guy wanted to fight you, because I know that happens to guys mm -hmm. occasionally, which I have to admit, I love. I, I love a fist fight. I, 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 I love it. I, Do you love it? If he was a dude just being a dick... Because there was a little club there. I like to have find a weapon yeah. when someone's bigger than me. Yes. I was holding it. He knew I was holding it. It only made him angrier and more excited. Right. And that... You can always tell when someone has nothing to lose. Yeah. And I can pretend to act crazy. But when someone legitimately is, they trump me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you win. Yeah, never win that I don't know what this guy's capable of. I thought maybe he had a gun. I... He definitely, they had stu he had stuff in his pockets that the police put into evidence, bags. Oh, wow. So who knows? That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was scary. He was now, this crazy. brings up my other point that I was saying to you earlier, which is I think you need to go to a shaman or some kind of a psychic healer. A medicine person? Yeah, between that car accident and this event, I think you need to get some stuff cleansed off of you. I So I should go into one of those yurts, sweat lodges, and take hallucinogenics. Yes, or like maybe the Scientology Center. Okay, just maybe for a Maybe you brunch. have too many body themes. Yeah, okay. I don't know. 
I don't want these things to keep happening to you. Yeah, yeah. And I bet it's because of all these emotions that are conjured through the ghosts of alien beings, right? Probably. That's probably what's been bothering me. <laughs> that got knocked out of your spine when you were rear-ended? You know what? I think it knocked a few uh, space ghosts <laughs> loose. I love that show. Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Oh, God damn, It was funny. Those were the days. It was really a good show. It was a good show. Nobody cares, Moby. Did you ever see the one where they interview Moby? And in the end, he just ends the interview by going, Nobody cares, Moby. Nobody cares. He's <laughs> the best. Oh, don't we all want to tell Moby that? <laughs> Let's talk about other TV shows. <laughs> yeah. The oh, worst. come on. The worst. Move, Prius. Um, Let's see, forced. Wow. We are very close to the airport. I've quit navigating because I didn't want... Yeah, I can get you there. This is actually my hood. I oh, live okay. in Burbank. Oh, how? Maybe we can pretend we're picking you up. Yeah. So... Where are you off to? Is oh, it? I'm going to... I'm going to go to the laugh stop in Houston. Ah, it's yes. Closed. It's been closed it's for closed. four years. If you're going to lie on a podcast, at least make sure you mention things that exist. You better have your facts straight, lady, because people will check them. Mm-hmm. But the uh, laugh stop has been closed for a number of years. I was doing a character of a person yelling at me. Isn't oh. that, that was pretty ex- extreme. When was that? I didn't hear you yelling. Just now. Not really yelling, but... Yeah. Well, I'm not... No listening? One, no <laughs> one's fake upset with you. What about that guy? He he looks like he needs a ride. He's got some high jeans and a sweet-ass belt on. You're right. I don't trust those high-waisted jeans. No. You're on your own, buddy. Sorry. Sorry. Can't, get, can't deal with another potential taser situation. <laughs> You're not getting in this Honda with those signature jeans <laughs> from Kirkland. <laughs> He's got 49 other pairs of those jeans. He bought them in bulk. Yeah, along with some batteries and muffins. (laughs) And a Donald Trump book. (laughs) Oh, man. This podcast is going to have so much Costco humor. This might be the last mustard I ever buy. My dad walked in with a two-gallon jug of mustard. Oh, we laughed. Because potentially, you will die before the mustard's gone. I mean... Wendy, it's uh, summertime, maybe you use it 20 times. It depends on how many hot dogs you consume. I guess that's true. Mustard is only for use on hot dogs. This was kind of an interesting uh, shopping center that they built that's all fast food and bad food right by the airport. Yeah, it's like a little kiss of a of the Midwest, a small town. Oh, let's turn left. Yeah, yeah it's like, you can go there specifically to go, there's a dryer's ice cream place there. There's a Panda Express drive through which I never saw that before. That's bad news for me. I don't. I didn't uh, eat at Panda Express after their billboard that said, we've been bamboozled. <laughs> uh, showed uh, some pandas near some bamboo. I, I mean, I like wordplay, but sometimes when it's blatant. Yeah. Uh, well, because what are they... Was there some kind of bamboo dish that they were making? It doesn't even make sense. It really... I, mean, I think they use bamboo. They chop it up. I don't... You know, I don't think... I don't think we eat bamboo. I think people eat bamboo. Sometimes there's bamboo to, in in a soup or something. You Listeners. Kind of eat around it. <laughs> Listeners. Yeah, call in. I, we're going <laughs> to say... Not, just the bamboo hotline <laughs> is live. Let us know if we eat bamboo or not. We are. I don't think we do. <laughs> we do. It's in like pho and pho. No, I think you're thinking. 
bamboo. It's in five. <laughs> I might. Okay, we're here. We are at the Bob Hope International at the Pasture Unload. I'm just going to get closer to yeah, curbside to see if we recognize anyone. Maybe a star, uh, a comedian. So far, no, it's no, just, just regular people. This guy's saying goodbye. So oh, they're going to miss each other. It's right. very sweet. Yeah. Very nice. People taking it easy. Okay, I don't know him. No. Okay, he well. He looks like he's going to golf. Wow, it's pretty empty actually. Yeah. Sunday afternoon, you'd think people would be either coming back or going somewhere. I think during the podcast, uh, during the time we're doing it, we're most most often going to be going to and from LAX. Would you agree? That's most. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know why? Because you can't really get. I think you have to pay a little bit more for flights out of Burbank. And or they just don't have as many. Yeah, I, I, I never understand if it's for any reason other than you live nearby here. I, I never understand leaving. Should we go back around? Yeah, yeah. I, I say line? let's make the, the security here nervous and just do some loops. <laughs> well, then I'm going to pull Airport out my piece. Return. Yeah, you're good here. Okay. I'm just go good. You've been here before. Quite a few times. Okay. I actually like to valet my car because I'm late for everything. The As you and Mike know, uh, very late. Okay. For everything, all the, at least 20 minutes late all the time. That's and okay. you can just pull right up there. They'll take your car. It's so LA. They'll take your car, and it's like 20 bucks a day. So you don't have to drive out to like lot B and then take a tram. Sure, 20 sure. 20 bucks a day if you have that kind of money, and they'll wash it for you. See, these are the kind of tips we give you. And so it's, it's not just driving comics to the airport, but then also just how to deal with the airport, yeah. how to be at the airport. Logist, airport logistics. Airport logistics. Don't bring water. Yeah. I still, to this day, I mean, how long ago was 9-11? I kind of like to stick it to them a little bit and bring exactly under four ounces of water. And, and who do you think you're sticking it to? That's the stuff. man. The man. Either she's a lady or a fella. I'm sticking it to the man. If you got a uniform and I'm drinking water right in front of your face, you've been had. <laughs> That is classic skateboarder attitude. That, hey, get in just one. like a kickflip in your face. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna, uh, oh, this yeah. is interesting. Look at it, because it's a tiny airport. I We're already all the way around. This is such a mom-pop airport. Yeah, it really is. Just like Bob Hope's comedy. So accessible. So accessible, uh, so racist. So, um, so easy to not laugh at. So evil to Koreans. <laughs> Was he? Uh, yeah, he, he's very famous in the... Asian community, he came into uh, the Los Angeles area, he bought up a bunch of Burbank from, he basically repossessed it from uh, people who were either, so, somehow Asian, I can't, I think they, oh, wow. when they when they interned Koreans during the Korean War, he went in and bought up all their, uh, all their property. So he owned acres and acres of like um, fruit trees and orchards and stuff that had belonged to Korean people who had lived here and settled here. He is definitely an old school comic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I mean, that's so old school comedy. Just to come and take your orchard? Well, to buy a neighborhood from a race of people. That's yeah. so, that's like something Shecky, <laughs> Shecky Burfler would have done, or maybe a, a young uh, Sammy Shore. <laughs> um, so we, we're pulled over, we're just, if I recognize anyone, we're going to give them a ride home. Okay. That's the premise of our podcast. I'm going to force it. Do you see that yellow Corvette up there? Yeah. You don't see those that often no. actually being used. Why don't you go up right now and buy us some uh, cocaine? 
That'd be great. <laughs> that is such a coat. I'm cool. Other than that woman who's dressed like a bumblebee. <laughs> I guess that that she's she's just into yellow. That'd be kind of amazing if you got your coke at the airport. Like that's where your dealer. Was. It's kind of a high risk place to get any kind of illegal substance. It's it's a high risk place to park. But people are practically giving it away because you bring a bag of coke, you're like, oh, I can't go through security with this. That's right. I better get rid of it curbside. Might be even cheaper than if you went into your your normal coke areas to get it. Every once in a while, when I do the um, baggage check, you know, it's more convenient on the sidewalk. I'll just tip the guy with a bag of coke. Oh, no. Yeah, two birds with one stone, because then you're not bringing it on the plane, and he's like, oh, sweet, I was about to go to a high-octane dance club tonight. Yeah. Yeah, this is important. Welcome to your Burbank Airport. Support any suspicious behavior. Support it. Support it? Yeah. So just say, hey, good job, buddy. With I your... love what you're doing over there with your suspicion. Yeah, you're hunched over. I like the sunglasses. <laughs> a weird shuffle. So you're going to get tips from us and then also from just anything over loudspeakers that might be in the area. <laughs> Stuff we can't control. Be sure to support suspicious behaviors. Behavior. Uh, I have to say that the music that they have here at the Burbank Airport, like that plays on their loud system, is excellent. Yeah, it's better than LAX. LAX, it's always like... Listen to this rad jam from Phil Collins. Can we get that cleared? <laughs> Great, now we have to get Phil Collins' money. What if Phil Collins came out of the Burbank Airport and needed a ride to Beverly Hills? Uh, I'd be, uh, I'd be, uh, I'd say, do you need a ride out of Stu, Stu, Studio City? <laughs> That's always a joke that I wanted to say specifically to him at this specific airport. All of your dreams are coming true on this podcast. Mm -hmm. This is really excellent. Mm -hmm. It's coming together. I can't wait. If I saw him, I'd say, you've got a groovy kind of luggage. <laughs> <laughs> you have a groovy kind of luggage? I love it. Uh, it's the only one. It's, that's the only Phil Collins song I can think of, and it's not even his song. I would offer to help him with his luggage, and then, and then retract it and say, oh, no, you got it. You know how to multitask. And that doesn't make sense, but he would know that it's about the fact that he can sing and drum oh. at the same time. I like it, so it's, you're no longer quoting songs. Right. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, specifically in a roundabout way, complimenting his ability. Right. Because a lot of people can't do that. I think Keep it's a impressive. Keep while singing. Yes. And yeah. not sound like you're playing the drums while you're singing. Right. Really and hard. he did all the Ronald Reagan claymation in that music video. <laughs> is that true? He made those puppets? That joke is for someone exactly our age. <laughs> if you graduated high school anytime after 1990... You, Sorry, pal. You probably aren't even laughing. You're just like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You're like, God, if I didn't love airports so much, I would not be listening to this bullshit. Remember that sweaty Ronald Reagan puppet? <laughs> yes. It scared the hell out of me. Well, because he woke up in, like, a puddle, and then they slow-moed the shot. Remember yeah. that? When he, like, woke up, and it was uh. all... We grew up in it under the threat of constant threat of nuclear annihilation. No one ever talks about that. We being children of that era, yeah, it was really fucked up. Red Dawn was like a documentary to me. It was straight up real. Like get ready for this yeah. somehow. Some people are just like, oh, that's just one of Patrick Swayze's early movies. I'm like no, no, it was caused nightmares. That was the kind of thing you would think about in high school of like, and if and if the parachutes came now, what would I do? Russian parachutes will come to your high school and shoot into the windows. I have to tell you though, 
Is that is that Dan Cook in that Super Sport? It might be. That'd that be seems amazing. like a car he'd... What if we picked Dan Cook up out of his own car? He would not be happy to see me. I went up after... He was bragging about having sex with Marissa Tomei. Oh. And doing On he, stage? the joke was that he took her Oscar and stuck it in her vagina. Oh, that that's, was sick. Yeah, it's not a joke. No, the audience didn't recognize it as one. Good, uh, but he Good. did. They did appreciate that he was doing a low energy, dark version of Dan Cook. He stopped pacing around and saying things in threes. That guy needs a ride. Are you funny, sir? I don't know. I don't know. That hat's funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wait, I'm still insanely disturbed by he the Oscar Mercy. statue rape. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of it, I went up after him and said, wow, how many people here really liked Marissa Tomei until they heard that she had sex with Dane Cook? <laughs> and he was still in the room. And so, whatever. Yeah. I, I could have been friends with that ex-mega star. No, no. So... Plus, he's already in this car. He was driving already. I know. I was saying it was like a power move. We yeah. would pick him up from his car. Oh, like my Honda is better than your Charger. Yeah, or just, yeah. Yeah. Be where, I think maybe part of Dane Cook's problem is because he got so popular, I don't think he learned from enough people. Like anyone that would do a comedy bit like that, first of all, kissing and telling, com comedy aside, yeah. gross. He also talked about how... Uh, how much money he has and how easy it was for him to get things. Excuse me. To get what? I think I puked in my mouth, <laughs> which is bad for a podcast, but I, you know, I just trudge ahead, I swallowed, and I'm fine. This is leftover trauma from when we drove I, by your car accident. I am so uncomfortable in this car. I'm sweating and con I have vomited ten times during this podcast. But also, could it be because you're sweating because... It's hot and I don't have air conditioning? And you're wearing a very thick flannel it's shirt. the thickest... What am I, the brawny paper towel man? <laughs> it's another classic skateboarder move. I It's to dress like a man who chops wood for a living? Yes. So Gen X-y. It is. Extreme. No matter what the weather, you've always got to have your Pendleton shirt on. It is. I flannel. Hey, if you were ever questioning its warm body warming abilities, no. I'm here to say I'm very uncomfortable and sweating. Uh, well, thank you for clearing up those doubts. Certainly, there's no one at this airport. I Is know. it condemned? <laughs> it's like a ghost airport. All the airplanes are ghost planes. They're like transparent Wonder Woman planes that have ghosts. Oh my god, I'd love to fly in one of those. It would be great, except, you know, people can see up your skirt. Oh, that's right. If you fly low enough. I'll have to. I, I that's was why always, they give you uh, clothespins. <laughs> I was so always close worried. Close your skirt up. Yep. I remember that in every Wonder Woman cartoon. They would have that moment where she closed pinned her skirt. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, watch it, Aquaman. I don't, I don't know the references. <laughs> she, I better not fly low over any construction sites or I'm going to get catcalled. <laughs> Even though say. I'm Wonder Woman. Even though. And then she, she, an invisible tear would roll down her cheek. Yeah, she still gets sexually harassed. <laughs> she might be wonderful, but she's a woman. <laughs> Right. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. I don't know any of these people. She has wonderful red hair. Oh, have fun on the road, we would maybe say. Yeah, if they we would just drop say, someone off. Yeah, we'd say, like, we would get out and hug them, right? Because yeah. you need that. Like, if you're about to go do either a week or a weekend somewhere in a town that you don't know. Right. You, 
And there's nothing worse. That's part of the way that we thought of this and decided to do this podcast is there's really nothing worse when you're a comedian. And maybe this does loop back around to Dane, what I was saying about Dane Cook randomly that now I think I mean, which is you're alone a lot. You get yeah. a lot of weird ideas when you're alone a lot. Yeah. And I think uh, the idea of dropping someone off and kind of bo- trying to bolster them on their way to a place might be nice. Yeah, when you're sitting alone in a hotel room. Don't go that room. way. Go in this way. Okay, I'm going to go left Return, here. return, return. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're leaving the airport. We did our business. It's done here. I did. I know, but now you're on this weird thing. Oh. <laughs> I'm not from this area. I'm a beach living man. I live by the beach areas. But I was pointing. Am I going... Am I... Are we in danger? Is that why you're... Sometimes yes, when... the train's coming. You're there, That's why you're laughing maniacally. This is how you deal with trauma? <laughs> it is, actually. Can I tell you? It is... I have a laughing problem anyway, but... Um, and I, I learned that on podcasts. When I listen to myself on podcasts, I just laugh like an idiot the whole time. But if something is going horribly wrong, uh, yeah, it's just a nice cover, you know. <laughs> it's a release, and it makes people feel a little bit better. But I often mean it, like sixty percent of the time. But no, uh, I was once with Jay Johnston, and our our we were both with our respective boyfriends and girlfriends. Uh huh. And he was driving down the five. We were on our way somewhere, and he was speeding and did this thing where like basically all of a sudden all the lanes were closed and we were heading straight into like a cement barrier oh I don't need that and it happened I'm sorry it happened really really fast and so everybody like the guy I was with screamed his girlfriend screamed and I burst out laughing and then he couldn't stop like when it was all over uh he because was like Karen what's wrong with you that that you started laughing and that I was just like (laughs) I don't know that's just that's just my—I don't know. I learned a lot about myself. It's a that defense day. mechanism. I when shit hits a fan. I once visited my dad at the hospital. He was bleeding, and we thought he was gonna die. He wouldn't stop bleeding uh, internally. Oh. He's okay now. He's a healthy, happy man. But at the time, we thought he was gonna be tits up. <laughs> and so we—I visited him. We were so funny. Yeah, yeah we yes. were just riffing. Yep. My dad and I have never had better jokes. Yes. And it's because we thought, this is uh, horrible. This is how we deal with it. That's exactly right. It's That's not, how my family is, too. I don't know if it's the most productive. No, I mean, it depends on what what is product, what you see as productive. Ooh, creepy. Ew, that place was so creepy. What was it? It was called Kids Castle. Did you see it? No. Is it, it like a medieval times eatery for children? For children, so it was all blue and yellow and white, but it looked like if my mom dropped me off there, I would never stop Do you think kids trying. work there? You take a ride on Bonavista. I hope children don't work there as waitresses and dress like slutty barmaidens. <laughs> it's totally for adults, but they call it kids' castle. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Can I get ye some milk? We just stumble, we stumble upon some strange pedophilia ring on our podcast. <laughs> never been done before. That uh, that would be that would be a standout episode. This nope. is our inaugural episode. I've been wanting to say that. Yes, that's exactly right. We are when we. When we wrap it up, and we should soon, um, we're going to smash a bottle of champagne on the front of my car to yes. christen this episode. I like it. It's the SS. Yeah. Do you need a ride? Do you need a ride? Is SS, what, do you need a ride? We're going to call it, do you need a ride? Question mark. Of course. That's the appropriate punctuation. 
I mean, he must have broken up with Marissa Tomei at this point, right? Before he stuck the statue in her pussy? Well, no, I mean, before he'd start doing a bit about that. I don't know. I think he just wanted to brag. I feel really uncomfortable about saying pussy, and I've done it twice now. Well. He, I think he just wanted to brag about back when he had it going on, and he was dating Marissa Tomei. Oh, so this wasn't a current story. No, no. It was nostalgic back in the old days. I was dating an Oscar winner. Maybe it was Marissa Tomei, everybody. Oh. We did like that hand thing, like oh, it's between no. you and I. But was there a joke? Was there an actual joke? It was just, I think he just wanted to get it off his chest that he, I don't remember, he wanted to shock everyone with, I think the joke was, uh, did you see the Oscar when you were dating her? And he said, see it. I would hold it while I fucked her. Which is kind of, it's a visual of someone having sex and yeah. holding the Oscar. Yeah. I, that's somewhat recognizable that. as a joke. Sure. And then uh, as an ad lib, he oh. then, he said, yeah, I stuck it in her. Okay. And so everyone was a little horrified. When we were, you know, armful yep. of swallowed, man. <laughs> what? That's his first album. It's called what? Armful of swallowed. Oh. Like a lot of those jokes. It's right. like, hey, hey, you better have an extra glass of water because this is a big <laughs> pill you're about to down. <laughs> Some of my observational jokes of how our body positions when we vomit at a party. He should call yeah. his next album Trigger Warning and just be all about, if you ever raped with a bottle, don't listen to this. You're not going to like it. I'm going to describe some of my behavior in the past so you know, as a lady, what to avoid. <laughs> in the future. Yeah. I kind of love that. It's like, almost like he doesn't know what to leave in the locker room anymore. Right. I think that's kind of that's kind of what I meant. Where yeah. It, comedy can be so that way. It's like no holds barred or everything's allowed. Yeah. But everything really isn't allowed, really, at the end of the day. No, no. The audience tells you what's allowed and right. what's not allowed. Yeah, you don't decide that. It's decided by people laughing, hopefully. Well, and also, it's like you probably could get away with that joke wonderfully if you were on some late show or some self-declared edgy show, which right. are always so very edgy. Yes. Uh, and not at the improv at what time was it a, a vaginal entry themed show of sorts <laughs> well finally yeah. you mean the one I'm booking you want those sto store? storytelling rape shows <laughs> where people really get to say their side of the story yeah. finally <laughs> finally <laughs> what you weren't allowed to do in the courtroom <laughs> alright out of the road was uh, God, leave it to a plumber to jump in the road on a Sunday he's got rusty pipes on the brain triple overtime wait is that something dirty no, no. Okay. I just think he was doing a long... <laughs> he was working on some plumbing. Rusty pipes. Yeah. Now it was all but It seemed like a sodomizing. <laughs> I, uh... She had rusty pipes on the brain. You know what I mean? I do now. Oh, man. What a disgusting episode this has been. God damn it. It's our, it's our darkest. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, we... It's our... Rapiest for sure. Any describing word you can think of, this episode is the most that because it's this fiestas. is our first episode. Best. Yeah. It's well, the hottest. It's very hot. It's but nice. I like it to bring kind of a nice color to my cheeks, like a natural natural blush. Actually I was gonna ask if you were having a stroke. <laughs> you might think it looks nice and natural, but it seems like I hear that you become your most beautiful right before you stroke out. That's why it's they that's the deciding factor for a lot of open casket funerals. <laughs> it's how pretty you look right when you got stiff. 
Well, oh, you... wow, that was... I'm sorry. I just... That was... Uh, I apologize. True. I don't like talking about death. Oh. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. I don't know what happens when we die. I just... Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be discussing it so flippantly. But Fuck you're, yeah. But you're fine with it. Raping someone with an Oscar. <laughs> Never thought twice about it. Hell no. Yeah, that's it. Wait, we, is that the rock in front of us? Because that's a fucking white Lamborghini. I think we are behind the rock in a sweet-ass Lambo. That would be... I love the rock. I do, too, and I like Lambos. Wait, I can see I can see in the rearview mirror. He's got the rock eyebrows. I can see... I can smell what he's cooking. I think it's unleaded. <laughs> I smell something. <laughs> is it what the rock's cooking in his Lambo? Yeah. Uh, That's what he was talking about. This those one. cars, it's very sad because they're look how low it is. Yeah. Like any bump you go over, you scrape that That's car. That's the sad part of a Lamborghini, and the only reason I don't own one yeah. clearance. Two, poor clearance. Where's that Honda Fit over there? Look how high it is. Oh, God, I can't even look at it. <laughs> Death trap toaster. Toaster filled with blood. You gotta trade that thing in, Karen. I absolutely will. I, I'm not gonna lose another friend to a Honda Fit. God, if we were going to get a sponsor for this podcast, it sure as hell isn't going to be Honda. Well, maybe Honda could come back. Honda fits, you know. It would, be, it would almost be like that exact point-counterpoint. Right. Where there would be a, a sponsor that would be like, yeah, you heard what they said. But what the fuck do they know? Yeah. They're driving to the airport for no reason. their side of the story. We make cars and have for a really long time. I think now is a good time for me to say I really have enjoyed my 2008 Honda Accord. This is a great car. Started as a lease, transferred that into a bank loan. I still owe a lot of money on this thing, but you know, runs like a new, runs like a champ. What would be amazing is if, in the middle of that speech you were just giving, you uh-huh. rear-ended the rock in his white Lambo. It's kind of hard to talk and drive. I am gonna. I, I bet it is. Yeah. Because wait, I drove the, the that other time that we did our t- a test run. I don't remember. I was very drunk during that. Why? I, I it you was know, daytime. I was nervous. I was nervous. You was you were nervous to drive around in a car with me. And also, I was nervous. <laughs> I bought a kneeboard and then I, I got a kneeboard. <laughs> uh, but mostly, I, just, I nervously when I get it's like a nervous tick where I a lot of people tap their foot or snap their gum. I go buy whiskey and drink it. <laughs> And it helps, right? Oh, yeah. It, helps it takes the edge off? Sure. It takes the edge off of having uh, workable friendships. takes the edge off of uh, <laughs> not getting arrested. I'm just following a Lamborghini now. I've decided yeah. to not... Let's just go where he goes. Okay. I mean, that's what he wants. That's what people who drive cars you know, like want. You know, when you drive a flashy exotic, you know you just want people to go to your house. You're, be- you're asking to be trailed. We understand that you're peacocking, sir. <laughs> and we are falling for it we big are, time. We are hot on your trail. Did I ever tell you the story about when I Wild was... goose chase. I was turning somewhere in Hollywood, like like center Hollywood, like near the Arclight. Yeah. And I was taking a right around this corner, and there was a guy that was going to take a left off the street I was turning onto. So basically, as we passed each other... We were face-to-face, kind of, uh-huh. and he was a very good-looking man who looked like he would be an extra in, uh, uh, what's that movie that Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan were in together? Night, Night, at, the Night at the Roxbury. Roxbury. Yes. 
So he was, if you go straight through this light, uh-huh. we'll come around. Riverside Drive? Yeah. Okay, just go to the straight. Right. I'm yeah. going to go under this underpass. Wait, stop at the I'm going to, it's a yellow line, I'm going to stop. <laughs> so wait, you're not going to go in the underpass, you're going to go over there. Okay, we're going to mer- merge to the, I don't know what that's called. It's, it's kind of just taking a right. You're listening to Traffic Talk, <laughs> Karen and Chris. So I passed this guy, and as... He looked kind of like The Rock. He kind of looked like a guy. He was wearing a silk shirt at noon uh-huh. that was open as far as I could see. And you and I both know silk shirt is evening wear. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, he looked very fancy mm-hmm. for it being like a Saturday mid-morning. Sure. And as I turned, he pointed out the window at me and pointed at me as I made my turn all as the way around. He was selecting you? Kind of like he was picking me. It was really one of the more incredible things because that's a kind of guy that doesn't... I'm not usually the type that registers with a guy like that, I would assume. I'm Right now I'm wearing a pair of Brooks. I'm very low uh, presentational. Do you think that he my, selected you because he didn't know you were wearing Brooks? He <laughs> couldn't see my feet. There's I'm a woman sure. that wears comfortable shoes. I don't... <laughs> there she is. Did you want to pull over and redeem whatever your prize was going to be? Yes, because he was actually... Um, Hot? He was hot in the funniest, like, jokiest way. <laughs> I can't even explain it, but it was it was a pretty powerful experience. Enough so that it was that boring of a story, and I still told it on our inaugural I, podcast. No, it's giving me... I, I Should we do an episode in the future where we just pick up a male prostitute? Yes. And you can relive what you feel like you didn't indulge that I day? feel like... But this guy didn't have a prostitute feel as much as he had... Like he's Come the on, he, open silk shirt, Karen. I, I'm saying club owner. He's the guy that the the, the, the people at the try to get in, and they're like, "Can we see Maurice?" And they're like, "No, Maurice isn't seeing anybody." And that was fucking Maurice in his car, who was just like, "You lady," and I and also it felt like he was doing it. Maurice is just a finicky cat. <laughs> love That's my, Morris. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, if you get over there. At that next light. Okay. I was I was in a car accident right here. Really? Uh, there was an intern when I worked on Ellen many years ago. There was an intern who was supposed to be driving me somewhere. Was it Jordan Morris? No, but I think he worked with her. Uh-huh. And she was looking down. Like, I was like, can you turn this down a little bit or whatever? She looked down uh, to turn the radio down and for way too long. And when she looked up, there was a guy making a U-turn. And we basically hit his car uh, right there. See... It was a little bit crazy. Eyes on the road. I know. Okay, turn left? Yeah. Turning left? This will take us back over to Hill. Olive. Riverside. Olive's a very popular Burbank street, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's one of our, it's one of our greatest streets. It's one that Jay Leno mentions a lot. Yeah, because the NBC studio. That's how he talks. That's Popeye. Again. Hey, thanks for watching the show. Right? Olive. I love Popeye. So do I. I think he... <laughs> cartoon and the chicken. <laughs> I think he's really unsung cartoon character. He was hilarious. That stuff he muttered under his breath. Oh, yeah. New shoes. <laughs> I don't know what he would mutter, but... But stuff like that. She was, like, a little uh, insecure. Uh, my girlfriend's cheating on me. Uh, uh, rusty pipes. <laughs> he would just say things under his breath. Uh, and was, we're headed back the way we came. Yep. This is... I I don't want to toot my own navigation horn here, but I feel like I did pretty well. Driving and having conversations. Yeah, you did great, actually. 
That Taco Bell went out of business. Isn't that weird? It's How one does of those, Taco Bell go out of business? It's a, that was one of the old ones where they actually made it look like a, a Pueblo with a bell tower. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think those just got closed. They're made of asbestos chips or something. Oh. They just are like, nope. That's why the food's so good. Yeah. It's uh, the extra chemical. It's the asbestos. <laughs> we shave yeah. a little off the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, give you the savings go into... Remember you know, Taco Lights? They were the tacos with flower shells. But they tried... It was right when light food, quote-unquote, was L- getting popular. L-I-T-E. Yeah, yeah. so... They called them taco lights, but they were no less caloric than anything else. They just... They were actually lighter weight. Exactly. They were fluffy, a fluffier flower. And the reason... And I loved them. They were actually really good. And the reason they stopped making them is because they all broke. They were truly too light. Oh, really? Yes. What? I... That's a weird noise. Yeah, you know what it is? What? You can't shut only a couple windows. Oh, you have to... Yeah, you gotta get that. That's interesting. That can only happen on a podcast in a car. Yeah. You're not gonna find that on What the Fuck with Mark Marin, everybody. <laughs> Irritating flappy noises <laughs> caused by the wind at a high speed. I thought my eardrum was going to burst for one second. Well... But I just kept on talking about talking lights. <laughs> I it didn't... It didn't fuck up your story. No. No, because I'm a trained actress. Uh... My projection was good the whole time. You do a lot of stage work as yeah. a kid, right? Yeah. 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 I painted scenes. And ta- a lot of taco monologues? <laughs> Could never stop talking about these tacos. Talk about t- That's my podcast, talking about tacos. Don't get Karen started on tacos. Jesus. This podcast will be going until the sun goes down. Speaking of, I'm going to apply my sunglasses. Well, I think that um, we should wrap it up. For sure. I think we should edit out the the past seven minutes. No, no. I mean, we can do that. Sure. <laughs> I thought that was uh, the best, the best work we've done together. But you know, the, you mean the taco chunk? This is an unedited podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and. Wow. No, I'm not gonna say that. What? Well, why not? I think that's exciting. Like it's almost like we're saying we're live. People like the ups and downs of a conversation. The lulls. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I I finally understand what podcasts the value that they hold which mm-hmm. is that you like usually I listen to them when I'm by myself mm-hmm. and I just it feels like you're hanging out and so uh, thanks for hanging out with us yeah thanks for hanging out with us because we're great yeah you're you, we're like a warm blanket in a cozy movie and we're always here in this car mm-hmm. we never to get people. <laughs> we're always driving around I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. i got to get out of this car at some point. No, you stay in this car podcast. Yes, 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 buddy. Yes. Uh, should we stay until you pass your accident point again? No, no, I I think we, uh, I might have a breakdown. I think that we should. Uh, you can do that off. I kind of want to get on the freeway, which is. Uh, no, okay. We're going to go down to Quango. We'll edit that. Well, because we, the freeway won't really help us. Right. No, you're right. That's accidents just get more severe on a freeway. Accidentes. That's the lawyer I got, the mustache guy on the back of the bus. You literally called that number? Mm-hmm. He also had a silky shirt. Maybe yes. the guy that selected you just wanted to defend you in court. Oh, that's so romantic. Yeah, it was. The way it was flapping. <laughs> the guy that has is in court, but his shirt is unbuttoned to his belt. That'd be hot. It's it. And then when he says, this case is closed, he does a little salsa dance. 
<laughs> he snaps under each elbow. This case is closed. Snap, snap. And we're done. <laughs> and then a guy in a sombrero with salsa in it. He, and he dips a chip in there. I don't know. No, nobody does. That's the beautiful right. part. No one knows. Okay, we are. We, uh, we're done. We are done. We're done with this. This was a good episode of um, You Need a Ride, which is what we're going to call it. Should we end every episode by finding out what song's on the radio? I think we'll end it with a song that you recorded. Okay. We'll play that um, right now. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and Terminal and gate. We wanna send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malformed. Uh, with Karen and Chris.